Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. I was watching them this morning, but I uh, I didn't understand like what he was exactly talking about. Pat McAfee this morning was discussing the professional American football <laughs> league and not the NFL. And like whenever, and I caught him right at about 11 AM. I just caught a little bit of him today. Uh, but it sounded like the names, the logos and the, like it, just the logos, like logos and graphics are fine. I know he signed that deal with NFL films to actually have legitimate game film. So what yeah. is going on? Yeah, so he's going, he's kind of dealing with the like the name and likeness shit where he can't use uh, their logos and like uh, artworks that they have. And he did, he, he went not too much into detail, but the one detail that like he did bring up, which is kind of surprising because you usually don't bring up stuff like that. But he said that he spent more than $4 million. And it's funny because they do the, we spent millions, and everybody does, and millions. (laughs) It it always gets me fucking laughing, but yeah, he spent over $4 million, and he can't use any of their graphics, any of their their logos and stuff like that, which is kind of, why Pat McAfee do it? Because he's not ESPN. Because... They tried on Undisputed to get Micah Parsons on for every whatever day, and they've tried on ESPN, and the only one that's been successful is Pat McAfee because he's not a corporate dipshit who just thinks that if they have more money, they can pay whoever to come on and treat them as if they're not a human being. Pat McAfee is... It's basically what we're doing. It's basically what New Age Media is that covers major football or major leagues, major sports leagues just approaching it in a completely different way and not with buzz headlines or screaming at players or calling for coaches to be fired or anything like that. It's just because he's like, I mean, he is, I believe the better version of what all those major networks are trying to produce on a regular basis. He's just the better version of it. I mean, it doesn't even compare anymore. Like, man, dude, I used to like actually like Skip and Shannon. Skipping Shannon is just fucking unbearable to watch now. Like, I am, dude. Yeah, I was right there with you. I watched it every day, and it's like they just fill it with Tom Brady or Dallas Cowboys or LA Lakers or LeBron James, or and it's just boring. Like, I'd rather you talk about you know the New York Jets and Robert Sala or like you know what's going on with Josh McDaniels or I'd rather you talk about like it's super cringe now. It's like the best cereal now is Lucky Charms, but how does this affect LeBron's legacy? Like, dude, it has. Shit that has nothing to do with like the Cowboys, yeah. LeBron. It's like, how does this affect their legacy? And like, it became kind of like a joke on on Twitter and stuff, which is fucking funny because like Skip would tweet something, and the comments are always like, "But how does this affect LeBron's legacy?" And it's, but I mean, dude, it doesn't compare at all, dude. Like Pat McAfee, besides Colts stuff, because you know, of course, he does like the Colts, and like sometimes Steelers. Like he's super unbiased about shit. Like he. He doesn't like, oh, I really like this guy or like, you know, and he's always he does things like and gives him like the benefit of the doubt, like great guy. But, you know, maybe this is like a little uncalled for and shit like that. And it's super like fair towards the players. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's and it's so it it benefits him so well, because like now the players aren't like, oh, I'm gonna go on the show and get attacked. Dude, he's gotten like cool ass people to be on there. Stefan Diggs. 
Like, a lot of fucking... Aaron Rodgers, like... Why wouldn't they want to go somewhere where it's not a fucking battleground and, like... Every time you hear Skip, well, tell him to come on this show and debate me. And it's like, damn, dude, like, just off that energy, I wouldn't want to go, dude. Fuck you. Oh. Like, I don't want to go talk to you. Bro, even if, even the star player for his team doesn't want to go on there and talk to him. Dude, and he, like, damn near bends over and fucking tries to blow him every fucking episode. That's right, dude. 11 so. from heaven. I mean... <laughs> Dude, that guy's a monster, but he is a monster. He's a freak. But, but what think... so what ended up happening? What's the deal with this? They can't use the logos because of some lawyer. Yeah, apparently some lawyer filed some shit against it. And it's crazy because even like so they say that they have the Thursday night football, uh or like the Monday night football, the prime time, and they'll have the, the content that they'll they'll post like on the NFL like pages. They can't use this shit either. So like anything has like the NFL like prime time and stuff. They can't use it, and it was hilarious because they kind of drew one up, and it's like legit like. I stick saw the figures. Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow, and the. Hi, Browns, I'm Joe Burrow. Dude. Oh, that was so <laughs> great, dude! He's like, I drew that one, and the rest Boston Connor drew. Yeah, they dude. drew all the players. So, two fans, if you haven't seen it, Pat McAfee, they run this show. If, if you don't know who Pat McAfee is, then you need to watch him. Uh, YouTube, 11 a.m. Central Time every day. He goes for like three hours. Uh, he. Put up this like FanDuel. He always has the FanDuel graphics, and it'll do the over/under and the spread, whatever else goes into the betting. There, I'm not a betting man. Uh, and they'll have like photos of the players on this graphic. <laughs> Through this conversation, you've learned he can't do that anymore. So he drew. It wasn't stick figures, but it was like blob people. You know that next level of drawing. Like usually when you graduate from first grade, and you're like, okay. I'm going to start start drawing real body parts. And it's like it turns into like a blob type drawing. That's essentially what it was. So it was very funny to look at. And I just appreciate the humor they, they come to the show with, dude. Like they they could have gone on there and he did go on there and say some things that were I could tell he was he's very pissed. Yeah. And he's well, a super I say he's hurt. Guy. Oh, yeah. He's definitely hurt, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's he's done everything for the nfl dude like all he's done is boost up the nfl and talk about how it's the greatest sports league ever and have all these players on and he's there has not been a single negative that he has done in my opinion as far as what his power truly holds i don't think he's done a negative so it's i also don't don't feel like he uh i wouldn't say he like treads lightly on on like the things he says because he's he's very like brutally honest about stuff but i feel like the whole like protective shield like he still kind of goes by that he doesn't yeah. bash them in any way especially like with things like cte or things that are come like uh wow i just really boom brain fart controversial but like things like that bro anything anything that that could even be towards a negative towards the nfl he kind of steers away from it or kind of touches the subject and and it's crazy that somebody that protects the the league that much, like why give him the fuck you, dude? It it's it's amazing that you mentioned that because, uh, damn, I'm looking at a photo of what they dressed up in as today. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous, dude. I wasn't there. I had to leave, unfortunately. Um, but he did say something in his little like passive aggressive statement where he was like. Well, I guess we'll just have on a bunch of experts this summer over CTE and all the different job loss. And the, like he just like real quick, like three, four major NFL issues. Like, I guess we'll just have some experts on this this year and we'll just talk about it. 
because it's basically like fuck you like i don't talk about all this stuff i always say that you're addressing these issues but we can have real experts on and tell you what everybody else knows and you're refusing to accept is you're not addressing these issues these are real issues with former players and i never talk about them i never bitch about them but we'll have some experts on because you want to play this game and i've got a hundred thousand people that watch me i'll keep doing it and we'll see who wins because eventually what it'll come to is if he does go down that route which he's a smart businessman believe it or not i believe so uh you know youtube would just you know do what they did to joe rogan and just cut him off that's like there'd be a big corporation behind closed doors they just cut him off that's what they did to joe they yeah, just they told him much. like yeah your content's not good enough or whatever whatever excuse they use and just cut him out of youtube they'll do the same thing with pat if he goes down that route so yeah it's shitty I mean the whole situation, but I, I kind of want to ask you about something. Did you see the the Hopkins thing T- talking about CTE and pretty much the NFL being full of shit? No, I didn't. Did he say something? Well, so I don't know if you saw the he got a pass thrown to him in the end zone and he kind of bobbled it a little bit, but clear uh, as day, okay. helmet to helmet after that, and huh. the re- the refs were right there. And it's funny because afterwards. Uh, there was a video of it, and uh, he he uh, he commented on it. He put dot 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 NFL. I need an explanation. And the the caption said DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the NFL, nearly gets his head taken off by a clear helmet to helmet head hunting job in the end zone, and they don't even bother to review it. And if you see huh. it, dude, it's helmet to definition. Let me let me take a look at it. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull it up myself. Here, I got it up. It's insane how 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 hard of a hit he takes. Let me check this out. Goal line, left side, two yard line. Move on the. Holy shit! Nothing. Straight left ear hole, dude. That's got broken neck written all over it. How is that? Yeah. Well, I, the only question I have for the universe, really, is how long or how many pokes does it take, poking the bear, so to speak, the NFL, about all these issues and all these people until we finally see something where it's like, okay, you're not a piece of shit organization. Well, they're certainly not a piece of shit organization on paper. But just like anything, if you ignore something, it'll grow and grow and grow, and then it'll be too big to take care of. So I'm curious, man, if you start making enemies out of your friends, out of your players, out of your former players. And I don't think this is some big news break. I mean, I thought, which again, we we have to keep bringing this up. Like you have to bring up these little things. I thought... The whole Dolphins Brian Flores issue last year would be a lot bigger than it was, but as we saw, came and went in two weeks, and then it was gone. All of a sudden, we haven't heard a single thing. Where is Brian Flores? Is he still pursuing legal action? No, I I don't know. Nobody knows because they don't talk about it. Why would you talk about it? Crazy how that happens, huh? It's crazy how that happens. So I I would love somebody like Pat to just say fuck you and start having all these people on and talking about it. But that's kind of honestly what Joe Rogan does. Yep. Like that's why I like Joe Rogan is because yep. that guy will bring on people 
then everybody else is cut out and like i'll listen to them and i'll be like oh okay, it's kind of interesting you know the aaron Rodgers one with joe i thought was especially interesting <laughs> it's funny you bring that up I don't, I don't know if you watched recently uh dr phil on on Joe Rogan. i did i did yeah and, and he talks exactly about that like you, p- people used to go to campuses and you would disagree with them you'd be like ah let me just hear him out let me see let me see i disagree with him but i want to see why i disagree yeah, with him so yeah. much and now it's just like you're coming to our to our campus no you're not boo la 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 la, la. yeah and it's like dude you, people don't even want to listen anymore so interesting time we live in that's for so sure it's, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna get so loud that they can't they can't silence it mm. it's gonna it has to reach that point especially with like the nfl because we all love the nfl but we all know the nfl is like borderline piece of shit because it's always protect the shield and then how how, how much longer can you get you, bro yeah dude so i think no, it's gonna the, be the a thing fun that's year. hilarious is um I, I get I get so fucking pissed, dude. We're talking about how the NFL protect the shield and the shield's now protecting their players at the quarterbacks, bro. You fuck protecting the quarterbacks, man. My fantasy team suffers every time you pull a quarterback out for a qu- concussion procedure or any other player, as a matter of fact. They pull these players out, it's like concussion procedure. All of a sudden, or concussion protocol because this player, because Tua got injured however many weeks ago, and now I'm losing fantasy players like it's nothing. It's like, we're gonna have to start introducing substitutions into fantasy if they keep pulling people out for concussion protocol. I I'm serious. And they're bullshit concussion ones. Where they are. I, I'm I'm not surprised if we're gonna hit. We're gonna start seeing conspiracies of like they're throwing the games by taking this player out because some of those are just like mm. complete bullshit, bro. Bullshit. Where he he got up right away. Come come to the tent. Come to the tent. We need to check you out, bro. It's like fourth quarter. Game winning time, Brody. What are you doing? It's like he didn't get hit that bad. It's like, oh, I can't That's wait for conspiracy theories, bro. Tinfoil hat, tinfoil hat, tinfoil hat. All the tinfoil hatters that were wearing the uh, the jean shorts that were fluttering in Jerry World calling for Cooper Cush to carry them to another championship. How they have longed for 26 years it has been now, I believe. 27 years, 1995, 27. 27 years it has been. Bring us another championship, Cooper Cush. No longer. Dak Prescott absolutely murdered them this past weekend. I almost, almost, almost started Jared Goff over Dak Prescott. I was really, really close. It might have been either, yeah, it was Jared Goff because I was like, they're playing the Dolphins. It's going to be a high-scoring game. We all know it. It's just a matter of if they're going to score. I was like, but the boys, I can play the boys, and Dak's going to be all right. I've got Zeke, but Zeke's injured, and I've got CD. Didn't matter, bro. Dude, played Dak Prescott. If I had started a tight end, I would have won this week, but I didn't start oh. a tight end. Yeah, dude, Darren Waller. Thanks again, buddy. Uh, so Dak, though, we put in the uh, the the uh, discussion of Cooper Cush to bed. Finally, is that is that over with? And we're never going to mention that guy's name again until he comes in and wins another game next year for an injured Dak Prescott. It may be this year, dude. Dak Prescott looked okay, <laughs> but. I don't know what it is with like him, Kyler Murray. I mean, Josh Allen. You kind of see it where they don't they don't go down when when they're supposed to. And it it just, dude, you keep you can't keep you're injury prone. You can't keep taking hits or just don't run it as much. I mean, that there was the one where he ran in, and that was that was a really good one. <clears throat> but 
how many rushing yards did he have? Josh yeah. Allen like that. He had 34 rushing yards, dude. That's that's 34 too many after getting injured, bro. Oh, that's Daniel Jones, who's at, at one point was the leading rusher on the Giants. Yeah, but any dimes, bro. That man can move. But Dak Prescott, I guess they're not ever going to replace Dak Prescott ever again because he came out, balled out. I think he was all right. 20, 21 to 27. I'm looking at the stats now. 21 to 27. Two tuds and one INT. Uh, it's not bad. Pretty good for a game back. But Tony Pollard, man. Chase. 14 carries, 131 yards, and three TDs. You think he replaces uh, Zeke now? I hope not. Because I have Zeke Elliott on my team, and I dropped Travis Etienne about three or four weeks ago. Which, yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. How was I supposed to know, right? James Robinson looked like the clear number one back, and then Brees Hall goes down. He gets traded, and I'm like, well, shit. There was there was a pick that I just totally dropped in the middle of the season, thinking he would be nothing, and he turned into something. There's always one of them. There's always one of them for me. Always. This year's been kind of weird with those, though. There's been a lot this year. Yeah. It seems like a little bit more than other years. Yeah, I don't want to talk about fantasy. Like I said, I didn't start. If I had started somebody at tight end, then I would have won this week, but I didn't. So, Um, Dak is back, though. They real playoff contenders, you think? Well, I mean, they're not going to win a division. That's for sure. Love to hear that. They're, I mean, dude. That's division football. I hate to ask, but have you seen the Eagles? Because <laughs> I know you've seen the I've, Eagles. I have seen them. I don't know why yeah, David doesn't like the Eagles. They another opponent this weekend. We went through the schedule not too long ago, and I said the only team that really had a chance in this stretch of games was the Cardinals, and they beat the Cardinals two weeks ago. Got the Texans next weekend, Commanders the weekend after that. Or sorry, yeah, they have the bye week, then the weekend after that. Colts and then Packers uh, November 27th. So we're looking at about a month out from now. I feel like hopefully at that point they'll have something together. But otherwise, man, they could go undefeated. I mean, the Eagles really could go undefeated if you look at their schedule. Yeah, but I don't think the Packers are going to get it together by then. I think, no, I think for the most part through the regular season, they, they seem pretty good, bro. I don't see anybody that really. Maybe the Cowboys, just because it's a divisional game? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe they'd drop one of the Cowboys or one of the Giants, but, I mean, you got Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Bears, Saints, uh, and then Eagles and Cowboys, or Eagles, sorry, uh, Giants and Cowboys, Giants twice. Um, I mean, yeah, may- maybe the Cowboys once. I mean, we're not talking one or two. It's going to be one or two losses this season, so there's no shot. Best division in football, call it now. Uh, let's uh so they're definitely gonna make the playoffs but they're not gonna make any any noise is what you're thinking yeah i was gonna ask you you think they're they're out first game probably yeah i I think they get the bye probably i think they get the bye it's kind of i want to say it's a sure thing because nothing's a sure thing in the nfo but i think they most likely get the sunday brother any given sunday uh last night they get the bye and they're out yeah I think I think they're out regardless. The first game in the playoffs that they play, they will lose. Damn. Bro, they will not win a Super Bowl. I've said this over the years. They will not win a Super Bowl until, unfortunately, RIP, Mr. Jerry Jones will be dead. That is when they'll win a Super Bowl. 
And it may, and it won't, I don't think it'll be the year after he dies. Like, I think it'll be a couple years, like, once they finally get a good head coach. Because Jerry runs that team, man. Like, we all know this. We've had this conversation a hundred times. He runs that team. And clearly, he's had 20-something years now to try and get them to win a Super Bowl. And they've had opportunities, but they just, they can't. And they fired coaches. They've got new quarterbacks in, you know, whole... I mean, they had DeMarco Murray, who was making that run at Eric Dickerson's record however many years ago. I mean, they've had teams, dude. They've had good teams, good defenses. Great just, defenses. Yeah, they just can't get it across the finish line. And there's one common denominator. Jerry. Sorry. It's, it's funny because they go through years where they have the best O-line. Like, right oh, now, yeah. they probably have the best. I mean, probably, but best defense right now. It's kinda, oh, definitely. It's funny, dude. Everybody, there's no no doubt that they don't win. There, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt they're not going to win it, bro. That's but sad. I mean, Micah, Micah is, I, I I don't know what planet he's from, man. I Were really you watching know. it? I was watching it, dude. He is a freak. Did you see him like freak? Mid mid second quarter, kind of limped a little bit, like, and then as the yeah. game progressed, dude, he just looked like in pain and just continued, made a big play. Dude, he doesn't care, man. He's what the freak, fuck? Man. Dude, yeah, he was on the sideline, kind of like holding like his quad and like kind of bent over and kind of like earning and playing. Like, dude, he looked like he was in pain and just ran out there and just started balling again. Crazy. Yeah, the guy's not going to do it. He isn't. And they've got a great defense. Uh, but they'll lose in the playoffs. They're not really worthy of talking about. Somebody I don't believe is going to lose in the playoffs played last night. Dude, is Josh Allen the best player in the NFL right now? Yeah, MVP, bro. No doubt. No doubt. He's Best crazy player good, in any dude. position. I think he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, as dominant. I don't think there's somebody as dominant on like a defensive side right now. No. Because I mean, even Aaron Donald isn't having like an Aaron Donald year this year. No, and we were just talking about Micah. I mean, Micah's not. No, I mean, not Josh Allen, dude. Josh Allen make every throw. He can scramble. He can juke your cornerback on the left sideline like that bro and get an extra seven eight yards you saw he was out running <laughs> yeah he, i mean he, he was can, out running he, linebackers he insane. can hurdle linebackers yeah he can dink and duck he can do the shovel pass the only thing he needs to do now is just throw left-handed if he just threw if if he's i think he's right-handed yeah, yeah he's, he's right-handed. right-handed if he threw left-handed i mean there's no stopping him literally i know i've seen that quarterback on twitter who throws right and left hand of the kid. I'll be interested to see that when he comes up. But if Josh Allen starts throwing left hand, there's there's no shot. He doesn't need to even throw no looks. He he just he's just so good. Yeah, it was funny during the broadcast, we were kind of talking about how you're kind of fucked defensively. Because as soon as if, if you're playing like spy and you start coming in, well, he has fucking one of the best arms. He could just throw it deep, throw it like hard as oh, fuck, yeah. right, right over you. And if you don't play spy and you don't go for him for the run, he's rushing for 20, 30 yards off rip. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, what what do you do? I mean, could you imagine if they had a legitimate functioning running back room? Like Sing- Devin, Singletary Devin, didn't Devin, look too bad yesterday. I have Singletary. Singletary is not not bad. I like Singletary. I'm talking about they went out and got some of that C Mac, bro. They went yeah. out and got some of that C Mac. Ooh. Or they had like a like a Tyreek type player. Ooh. Seen it, and it's crazy because 
you, you got a uh, digs on the edge, bro. If you just have somebody where where the defense has to be true to the run game, you're fucked. Oh, you'd be done. This team is almost perfect. Almost perfect. That defense, too. Oh, dude, the defense with Vaughn now. Oh, it's gross. Disgusting. They've gotten so much better. This is this has got to be the clear Super Bowl favorite, right? Yeah. Oh, way over, way over the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's check the Super Bowl odds right here. Vegas odds for Super Bowl. Vegas Insider. Yeah, you got the Buffalo Bills number one, uh, Philadelphia Eagles number two, Chiefs three, 49ers four, and then Cowboys five. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why are the there? Tampa Bay Buccaneers are nine. How about that? And the current reigning NFL champions are two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Twelve. Crazy. Ninth and twelfth. Huh. Buffalo Bills, yeah, though. They're definitely they're definitely favored. I would take them this year. I love my Eagles. Don't get me wrong. But God, dude, Josh Allen, man. That guy could be throwing off his pinky toe, leaning backwards, horizontal, and still fling it 60 yards, no problem. Dude, and, and now like before they were talking about how like he used to muscle those throws. Now now he just legit his his mechanics just throws fucking bombs and doesn't even look like he's trying to throw it it's this is like Patrick Mahomes like three years ago if you remember that where it was like just I, I it was perfect football it really was like three years ago I think it was when he won the MVP and it was legitimately perfect football because he just he, he could do anything he wanted to do he he did he literally did anything he wanted to do he was he started doing the note well I, I should say I should give credit to Matthew Stafford because I did learn this on air Matthew Stafford was the first one to do no looks at least regularly, Killing but him. he started incorporating the no look. He has the sidearm. He did the sidearm, dude. The sidearm is nasty. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good test to see in a couple years who is truly better, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Because if Josh goes on and wins a Super Bowl this year, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Chiefs have only won. They've only won one, correct? Yeah, they lost one to the. So, Bulls. and he wins the MVP. They're kind on even playing fields, correct? They, he, Patty's only got one MVP. Because yeah. Lamar's won one, and, and Aaron has won one, and yeah, and then Patty has won one of those. So, I mean, be a true test to see who's better. I like Josh Allen more. He's bigger. Too. He's Me huge, too. dude. He is just fucking huge. I mean, plus, he's way more entertaining. Oh. Like, you, you see him... Well, did you see the one where, where he's kind of running and then he, he gets tackled and he gets in a dude's face? He's like, I love that shit. I love that shit. And it's like, fuck, yeah, I love that shit yeah. too. It's like, hell yeah. And it's like, you can't have Kermit fucking yelling, I love that Kermit. shit. Bro. Uh, well, Josh Allen is just a lot more intimidating, I think. He's huge, dude. He's 6'5", 240. He's huge. God. It's like Big Ben. Well, Big Ben was, I think, but athletic. Yeah, but, but athletic. athletic. Dude, I, I love watching Josh Allen. Yeah, I hate. I was playing. I was playing against him in my fantasy in one of one of my mini leagues. I was sweating, dude. Yeah, I haven't been two fans. He's been uh, he's been treating me well. I like him. I like him in two fans. I'm 
I always feel bad when I draft a, a bad quarterback, man. Like it's just such an easy position to just get somebody who puts up 20 points for you every year. And I feel like I drafted perfect segue. Uh, uh, there's only probably one person that was better than Josh Allen this past weekend. And it's uh, Russell Wilson when he does high knees over the Atlantic ocean to uh, the UK, I believe it's the Atlantic, not the Pacific. Don't correct me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, but yeah, Russ Wilson comes out with the win. I drafted him this year in fantasy. He absolutely sucks. Dingo Dongo. I mean, you know, you know it. He's jeez. But gets a win in London town uh, against the Jags. What do we think? Jags are now two and six since David picked them. Or sorry, not two and six since David picked them. I believe they're zero oh and three since David picked them. Is David the curse for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Has it been him all along? Yeah, I think if he bets on anybody, it's kind of they're fucked. But. Yeah, because he picked. Yeah, he picked the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Eagles. Since then, they have lost to the Eagles, the Texans, the Colts, Giants, and the Broncos. So they're zero and five since David picked them. And a lot of those, they, I think they should have won, bro. The Texans won. The Texans played pretty good against them. Uh, what's his name was rushing really well. Got good yardage on them, but Pierce. Yeah, Damon Pierce. But talk about a dog, man. I love yeah. that man in Houston. Dude, I got him in all my leagues. Oh, I wish. I wish. Yeah. It was kind of scary this this week though, because he didn't have, he wasn't rushing that well. And I was texting David. I was like, dude, I, I don't give a fuck as long as he gets a touchdown. Like two seconds later, like he was in the red zone. It was like the way it's been going, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I was like, oh, dude, touchdown. I was like, yes. Yeah, that pretty much won me my week, but. I don't know, man. It's kind of weird because Trevor Lawrence kind of he plays really well, like really, really well, and then plays like shit one week, dude. And some of his throws, dude, and beautiful throws, beautiful throws mm. to the wrong team. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you can't, you can't. Think it's youth, or you think it's just? I think so. Okay. Okay. We'll grow I mean, out of it. I, I don't think he's gonna be like one of those like Manning things where, fucking first couple of years, you know, you just throw in interceptions and. Because I also don't think he's at a like, good organization. Like, you have they're, you have two. They're turning around though. I think they've got some good pieces there. I like I like the team they're putting together. Mm, yeah, I mean, you got Peterson. I like Peterson. Big Peterson guy, but I don't know. I, I really feel like they're not going, or they're not trying, trying to like win, win this year. I mm. feel like they're still kind of developing. Like I mean, you have two two pretty decent running backs. You trade on them one way. I mean, that's kind of just like now nah, we don't want to win this year. Give, give nah. us some picks. Give us some picks. That's true. Fair point. What about the Broncos? You think the Broncos are trying to win this year, dude? I think the Broncos were fuck it. Let's go all in. And they were really trying to win. But the uh, fucking Let's Ride and the coach have been abysmal, bro. How do you have Melvin Gordon splitting splitting uh, carries with your star running back? He tears his ACL. Where the fuck is Melvin Gordon now? Dude, like, what are you doing? Melvin Gordon was splitting carries because Melvin Gordon is still a good running back. Now you don't have that grave of a running back. 
What are you doing, dude? Give the ball to a good running back. Abysmal, bro. Broncos team is abysmal. I'm surprised they won this week, to be honest. It's those high knees, bro. It's those high knees. It's stretching. Yeah. He said, Eagles country, let's fly. Dude, I don't... I don't understand him. Like, I, I want to understand... What? He's so cringe, bro. I, I just want to understand, like, okay, is he in, like, an echo chamber and he just doesn't hear any anybody else saying, hey, man, the whole gimmick, the Broncos country, that's right. It needs to, needs to you know, go. It needs, it needs to ride on out of this 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 place. We're, we're done with it. But he doesn't get that. Like, he, he still, he just... Doubles and triples and quadruples down. I mean, this guy doubles down on 12, man. This guy doubles down on 12, and I don't get it. Don't you understand the likelihood of you getting a nine instead of a face card? is not That probability is not in your favor, but yet you keep trying, and you keep hoping. I mean, even with the Laura Rutledge interview at the very, very end, he goes, Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, I think he said, Broncos country, let's ride, baby. That's yeah. what he said. As he runs off, and Laura turns to her credit and is like smirking, trying so hard not to laugh because we're all at that point. Like, y'all suck. Stop, stop making, stop making your team headline news. Like, go die in silence, like the Colts. You know what I mean? Like, go, go be quiet somewhere in the corner and lose games you shouldn't lose when you got the players you should have. I, Go die in the corner like the Colts. Don't don't keep putting yourself on the front page or in social media swipes or whatever by keeping the gimmick going or telling the reporters <laughs> you got an eight hour flight and you're doing high knees for two of them next to your players who are asleep. Your 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 guys supposed to go to battle with. They always talk about going to battle together. Bro, if I was going to battle with somebody who's doing high knees on an eight hour flight next to me, I'm punching that dude in the nuts. Yeah, go to sleep. I don't bro. care if he's the starting quarterback or the owner of the team. I'm punching him in the nuts. That is yeah. horrible. See, but do you think it's a gimmick? I can't. I can't think it anymore. He's done it way, way too many times. And he's done it in the past, too. He's been Mr. Unlimited in the past. In the, in the video with him and Sierra in the bed, and he's, like, whispering. Like, it's just been too much. And I think Seattle did a good job of, like, I don't know how the they did it. Like, well, no, 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 no. I don't know how they did it, but for so many years, like, I, we never saw this. Like, we would see little glimpses of it. And we'd like make fun of him, like the Mr. Unlimited thing that went on for like a week or two weeks or whatever. But this is every week there's something. So somebody at Seattle, some PR guy or some social media manager named Chad or Brett or something like that, hats off to you, man, for keeping this under wraps for as long as you could. I mean, you kept this under wraps longer than any conspiracy by any government ever. <laughs> yeah, dude, hire him. But I mean, I think now it is exacerbated, but... I think I think it, you're right. Like it always was going on because I mean we heard Marshawn Lynch, and we've heard like Lockett and like all of them talk about it. Like, oh, you were able to talk to him. Like, damn, that's crazy, dude. Like, it's hard to get in touch with him. And it's like the whole team thing is super important when it comes to NFL because it is like, hey, we go to, we're going to war, dude. And if you're not about to go to war with some motherfucker that you don't even talk to. Yeah, that's true. And it's exactly like what they make this guy to be, dude. Like hard to talk to. Not one of the guys, guys. So cringe, like him running through the, the, like the plays with no ball and shit. Whenever he was injured, 
dude that was so weird dude and like i kind of get going through the motions but go through the motions just because the cameras on are on is so cringe dude and like you know he wouldn't have done that unless he knew they were recording see that's what i don't know is i i just first of all i wonder i i guess there's a certain amount of money you can acquire in order for you to get a wife like sierra otherwise i gotta know Sierra or Ciara? Some, something like Sierra. that. Sierra. Otherwise, I gotta know what he said to this woman to pull that because there is no way in hell this cringe-ass dude is pulling somebody like Sierra. There is no way. So that that part of me makes me think, okay, maybe it is an act. But then there's the other part of me where it's like, okay, the on the field in the center with his eyes closed and his hands extended out and he's spinning in a circle and he's almost doing like a like a shaman type prayer it looks like i i just is that for show is it not i don't know but i i tend to think it's not because otherwise why the fuck is he doing all this cringe stuff and like if he, if he's doing it for a reaction or he's doing it for show he would go online and see the show right like he'd see the reaction and you would also see how everybody's making so much fun of him for just not shutting up. So it's even harder for me to believe that he's going to push through all that negativity and continue to put on this gimmick if it really is a gimmick and it's not just who he is. Okay, so I think one of the things where, where I was just like, this has to be a gimmick. So like think back like on Tim Tebow, like taking like the knee thing. Mm. Tim Tebow was always doing that. And it just became like exacerbated whenever like, and, you know, he started becoming a little bit more more successful and getting, like, actually doing good. So it became a thing, like, the whole knee thing. But this guy, like, does... He doesn't do things, like, that he's always done. Like, he's never always gone to, like, the middle of the field and, like, this is, like, for you, like, God and stuff. Like, it really seems like a gimmick because we don't always see him doing this. Like, the Tim Tebow thing was, like, something occurring all the time. Okay, here we go. Has Russell Wilson always been weird? <laughs> I just I was trying to figure out a way to type this into Google. Uh, okay, in 2015, this is total headlines. Take this as headlines, people. In 2015, Russell claimed that water could heal concussions. Uh, oh, it's not a gimmick for this guy. <laughs> it's not a gimmick then. So, I think the video of the Let's Ride, or not the Let's Ride, the Mr. Unlimited came out in 2020. Uh, wait, that's post Super Bowl. I think he got weird Super Bowl then after the success. Yeah, leading up to the game that the Seahawks relentlessly booing him, Russell Wilson struck a pose during warm ups that left a weird taste in most people's mouth. I don't know what that pose was, but yeah, I, I, I think he's always kind of been. Cringe. Strange. Yeah, cringe. I don't think he's a bad guy. Like, I don't think he... I think he It just is, like, the epitome of dad jokes. If that was, like, a human being. Like, horrible, bad, uncomfortable dad jokes. That would be Russell Wilson. And then put a football arm on him. I don't know, dude. He's just... But it's then, not even dad jokes because dad jokes are even enjoyable in some yeah. senses. Like, dude, I love dad jokes. This guy's like way past dad jokes. Watching like watching him doing inter- do an interview 
is it's like I, I I just try to come up with an analogy and I can't like a comparison I can't but it, it's weird bizarre it, regardless um enough about that I, I'm kind of like we're trying to figure out what's going on in Russ Russ's head and there's no shot we're ever gonna figure out what the hell is going on in that guy's head yeah. um Buccaneers are dead we already talked about that let's talk about Christian McCaffrey brother C M A C C Mac this man had three tuds and not all running. One running, one he threw 30-plus yards, and another receiving. His first player to do that since 2005, you said? 2005? Yeah, 2005. Who was, who was the other player? I'm curious. Was it LT? Was it been LT? Um, yeah, I, I... I came on here last week, and I said something to the effect of, like, you know, they have a system in San Francisco... You kind of plug in place running backs. Like, what's LT. the benefit of having CMAC? Who is it? That's pretty impressive, bro. It was LT. Yeah. Um, David's not here to give me any credit like he would, but um, <laughs> two fans know. <laughs> two fans know. What? What are you laughing about? Because that's true, bro. He would have been like, oh, look at Gus. <laughs> yeah, good Gus. All right. We won't, we won't step on the man. The man, he is wedding planning, by the way, two fans. He is. It's probably going to be a lot of just AM and I for the next couple weeks because you got david putting together a whole ass party for all of us <laughs> it's essentially what he's doing uh but cmac i i came on here last week and said something effective uh, they have a running back room plug in place yada yada i don't know if i said the move was questionable for christian mccaffrey i can tell you right now it's not <laughs> if, I, if i did tell you it was questionable I'm here to tell you today that it's not questionable. This man is the truth. I love Christian McCaffrey. He's so good at football. It's it's crazy how different the whole team looks like right now. They carry themselves with like a different energy. Like Dude, the defense came out swaggy. They were making tackles. It dude, the whole atmosphere in that team changed when that man stepped through that door. It's insane. A running back. Dude, but he's he's not just a running back, right? Like he is Single-handedly so. over the last four years, five years, I think he's been in the league for five years. Yeah, um, carried the Panthers. He carried the Panthers every year. He was there the year after the Panthers went to the Super Bowl with Cam. He was the first year he was with the Panthers. I still think they had Cam. Um, I think so. So he's carried that team. I, I'm just saying all that just to give you reference on the fact that this man has carried the team for the past decade uh in carolina and now he gets traded over here yeah he's living he's living a good life man he's got he's got good weather in san francisco he's got a good football team was that play for san fran huh that's that's one of those coming home oh that's right yeah yeah from san francisco yeah his dad played for san francisco for uh what is kyle's name Kyle's dad's name? Yeah, yeah, for the dad. Uh, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, wow, he's super famous head coach. Um, played for his dad, Kyle Shanahan's dad. You're about to tell me what his Mike. name is. Mike. Mike Shanahan in San Francisco. Kind of one of those funny, you know, small world, I guess, if you call it that. Pretty moments. cool. It's pretty yeah, pretty, cool. pretty damn cool. Uh, but CMC, it's CMAC, I don't know. Do people call him that, or is am I just CMC? calling him? CMAC? AC no, or is it CMC? CMC. You call him CMAC though, right? No? CMC. CMC. All right. I'm weirdo. CMC. 
uh, yeah, he's definitely made a huge difference on this team, and I think they are a Super Bowl contender. I think if he's healthy, it's the number one question. If he's healthy, the defense is healthy. I don't care about the receivers. I don't care about Jimmy G. It's CMC. It's Debo, and it's yeah, the defense. <laughs> and, it, and it's crazy because the, the passing touchdown he did, dude, he threw a dot. It was the 34 yards. He threw a dot. And then the one he caught from uh from Jimmy G for that touchdown, it wasn't that great of a ball, dude. I mean, we've we've all known Jimmy G not to be super super fucking accurate. He overthrew it, but man, this dude hops, bounced oh, dude, up right in the bread basket too, man. Yeah, he's from you the, watching the passing one he did. Yeah, I'm watching the pass. It's a rollout to the right, a little bubble screen, throws it to the right. He's got to change hands, stops, plants his foot, puts it right in the bread basket to IU down the right sideline for a touchdown. That's fucking awesome. Dude, oh. watch, watch the one he catches. The one he catches, he has to leap. Like, if he was trying to dunk the ball, like, his head would be touching the fucking rim type of height. Mm. He had to get up there. To have the body control to still come down, get your feet in. Dude, that man's an athlete. I'm hurrying. Oh my goodness! Yeah, out on the right sideline, catches that. I mean, he's he's basically a receiver. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, he, he's he can do everything a receiver does. He's obviously not built like a receiver, so he can't play outside. But he can play. He can run any route in the slot. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Wheel yeah. routes are fucking dubs for him, which is crazy, dude. You have Debo, who's like receiver slash running back, and then you have Christian McCaffrey, which is like running back slash receiver. Is this like, besides Jimmy G, this looks like a team that if you don't win a Super Bowl, it's kind of a disappointment. On paper. <laughs> on paper, on paper. Yeah, you absolutely. You got Shanahan at coach. You got CMC. You still got other running backs in the room. You got Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo. You've got Nick Bosa. Jimmy Ward. Yeah, you've got, you've got a good team here. This is one of those teams that if they don't make it in the playoffs, it's going to be disappointing. Because what more can you do? I mean, do you really think Trey Lance can put them that much higher? I'm still not on the Trey Lance boat, dude. I am too. I, I mean, I'm not either. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm happy he got hurt because absolutely not. But for the success of the team, I'd rather have Jimmy G right now. I just didn't see him develop all that great. See, I, I'm, I'm not entirely with you on that because I don't think it's in the best interest of the team for Jimmy G to start. Like, I'm going to trust the Shanahan system and all the coaches in that room pick Trey Lance. Like, they, they picked him for a reason. But again, we, we've said it before. If Jimmy G doesn't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, yeah, we are right. having a completely different conversation. Okay, so I, I think my, my train of thought on this is the same thing whenever Dak got injured, where I feel like when whenever Dak's in there, it's really structured around Dak and the way, you know, that you, you kind of change the game place a little bit towards Dak. And I started seeing that, that first game, the 49ers weren't playing like the 49ers when they had Trey Lance. And now, like, you put in Jimmy G, and now you got those bubbles, you got those screens... You're not gonna let Jimmy G throw bombs, bro. You're not gonna let Jimmy G try to rush or do fucking no. So it was super it was it was what got the 49ers in playoffs. They were playing 49ers football. 
you put Trey Lance in, now now you got to change a little bit. Because you have to. It's, it's the smart thing to do. You know, you're going to go for what makes him the best. So it's more kind of like the 49ers adjusting to Trey Lance. And now it's like legit, like Jimmy G is just a cog in the wheel. Like he has to play 49ers ball. You're going to, I mean, quick, quick throws, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, quick throw, running the ball. And it's, dude, it's, it's what, it's what makes the 49ers a good team. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't think he fits in like right now. Well, I, I agree with you in the fact that you, you would have to change the system. You'd have to change the style of play once he comes into the game. It's, it's this, it's the age old argument of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, why, why are you going to change your system when you've got a great running back room now with CMC here? Insane. You've got great receivers. You've got a good tight end. Yeah. If you can build a game plan that's simple enough and straightforward enough for Jimmy G to not make any mistakes, like you're saying, not deep post routes or no no real deep routes. Yeah, no nines. No, <laughs> no, nines. no allowing him to make mistakes. Just keep it real simple with screens and flat routes and cuts and things like that. I mean, you, you got a really good team. You just use the sum of your parts to the most of their ability. I mean, Debo Samuel is a god, and if he's underutilized, I feel like Trey Lance, I agree with you, is probably not the best option for them because you're underutilizing your best players. Trey Lance, if you enter him into this into this roster, he is not the best player. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to restructure the whole game plan around him, and he's not the best player. So that's kind of counterproductive in a way. So I agree with you. It's, I, I guess it's just what we've been saying about Jimmy G is only as far as he'll take you. You know, if he starts making mistakes and starts turning the ball over, making wrong reads, you know, whatever else, you're going to lose because he's got the entire franchise in his hands every single snap of the play. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, you, you let him throw it five times. That may be one too many, dude. <laughs> he threw 25. He didn't make any mistakes this past weekend. Dude, he played really well. And then... There has to be a stat of like most yardage done by pitches, and that man has to be up there because he gets so many yards just like on jet screens where he just dumps it off. Because dude, he has Debo Samuel, and it's insane, and dude. It's insane, dude. And Ayuk like, can move too. Ayuk is a baller, bro. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy how good that team is. And George George Kittle is a little bit. We don't love George Kittle as much this year because we like fantasy. And if you mm-hmm. have him in your fantasy, you're just like, fuck George Kittle. Yeah. But the way that man could block is insane. Yeah, I mean, it fits perfectly with the team, right? Running team. Yeah. A run-blocking tight end. He's huge, They're dude. Fourth, He's perfect. Fourth, fourth favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, 49ers. I wouldn't put it past them, man. I mean, they could be in the big one. They could, they could play in that game. There's... You know they just got to get through some competition. They got to they got to get through There's a, a lot of competition. Side. There's a tough side. Yeah. So, hey, I like the team though. I like CMC in a place that he can actually win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's good. I wish I had him in fantasy this year. I had him in fantasy last year, and he got injured, and he wasn't winning. Um, a couple other ones I want to highlight. Raiders put up a goose egg. The only one this weekend to have zero points. Wait, double check, double check. The only yeah, no, team in the NFL to not have scored double-digit points. No other team was below 
13 points this past weekend. Yep. Excuse me, the, the Texans were at 10. Um, but the Raiders, zero. Saints, 24. I have Darren Waller. Should I drop him? Like, that's a legitimate question. Like, is that is that somebody I drop at this point? Oh, that's kind of a hard one. Have you seen their schedule? Their, their schedule says no. Schedule does say no. I like their schedule. <laughs> but the Raiders say yes. Yeah, but the, the fact that it's Darren Waller on the Raiders in the past two years says yes. I don't understand how he gets rated so highly every year in preseason rankings for fantasy football. That's just my... Awful one year. Shitty mind football, my shitty fantasy football mind telling me like, hey, draft this guy. He's highly rated by Matthew Barry and Field Yates. Um, I get shit every year for 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 getting Travis Kelsey like first or second round. Like if I have a low pick, I'll get I'll get like a running back or like wide receivers, somebody who, and then I'll get Travis Kelsey just because you have the fucking headache of like oh my god my tight end and I'm just like no I have Travis Kelsey I just got to worry about the buy. That's the same logic I had with uh, Josh Allen drafting Josh Allen where I did in yeah. the two fans league. It's like why do I want the headache? Um, couple other ones the Jets actually beat up on the. On the sorry, the Patriots beat up on the Jets. So same old, same old in Foxborough. That was a, a late comeback, though. I did, I did see that. That was second half comeback. Mike Jones didn't look too great. Yeah, he. I don't know. I guess that New England media, that Bailey Zappi talk, kind of got to him a little bit. We'll see if he can shake off some of the rust. Yeah, it's. It's a little bit different when you get injured in the first couple weeks of the yeah. NFL season when everybody is dusting the rust off. And now you come into week eight, or sorry, week seven is when he came back. And everybody's kind of gotten the rust off of him already. Like we're midway through the season. And he's like, hey, I still got some rust. I still got some last season rust on me. So that's give him some time. He should be all right. Like I'll, I'll give, the, give the faith. Meanwhile, the mainstream media, bro, is shitting on the MILF Gladiator today. This is uh, Dude. this is news, man. Just shitting all over Mr. Zach Wilson. I mean, uh, other than the interceptions, because a couple of them weren't too bad for, for you know, just kind of... One down the right sideline where you just kind of underthrew it and didn't yeah. get it out of bounds. That was... Well, uh, yeah. Devin McCordy will make you pay for sure on that one. That's the thing, um, too. The, the thing about, like, the Patriots defense is... It's not even that they're they're great players. It's that they're so damn well coached. Yeah, and it's you can't make a mistake because they're, they'll capitalize on it just just for the fact that it's just a Bill Belichick defense. Like you can't under underthrow shit like that and have like somebody looking at it because they're gonna go get it. Yeah, but man, he didn't he didn't play too bad. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, he wasn't throwing too much. He he threw a lot this past game. But he just needs to complete more, dude. He just needs to be a little bit more accurate and not make stupid reads, dude. He had Garrett Wilson open on a lot of those. Overthrew him, underthrew him. You could tell they weren't on the same page. There was a couple where Wilson kind of like went went to the left and like it seemed like it was supposed to be an in. It's just like, oh. But, I mean, he's a milk gladiator. You can't be too upset at him, dude. You gotta let it slide. I also think that, I mean, you just lost your... Yep, I mean, we we would probably say best player on the offense, Brees Hall. I mean, that was that was like Absolutely. I believe their best player on the offensive side. So they just lost him. Some readjustment. This is the Jets. I mean, this is not like 
I would say the Packers, but Packers aren't looking too good this year. This isn't the Chiefs where they're just going to turn around, learn from their mistakes, and implement. This is, you know, a whole structural issue with the Jets, and they're trying to rebuild uh, completely from the ground up. But they're looking pretty good, five and three. They're not on a losing streak yet. Let's hope for next week. Um, let's see some other ones. Seahawks uh, over the Giants. Uh, the two teams that we didn't think were going to be any good this year turned out to be pretty damn good this year. And Gino, bro. Yeah. I've heard, and I agree with the fact that he is most likely, definitely, the comeback player of the year. Absolutely. I've also heard via Get Up this morning that there was an argument for him to be the MVP this year. I don't know about all that mess. Yeah, you got, you got, not with Josh Allen being in the fucking NFL. Yeah, somebody, somebody come at me on Twitter, Sliced Apples Pod, or or my personal Twitter, Alex Declare, and tell me if you think Gino should be the MVP or not. I I don't, I don't know about that. That's a, it's a stretch. That's a stretch. Um, There's a couple others that we could highlight in the NFL, but uh, frankly, they're, it's kind of it. I really just wanted to, wrap up and uh talk about the astros real quick i don't i know you know and the two fans know i don't know much about baseball but i am proud of the strohs so far and i am very disappointed in the fact that verlander somehow blew that lead and or we as the team blew that lead in game one that was miserable so playing game three actually right now um and hoping for the best, hoping for a dub. By the next time we're on, they'll have played two games, two more games, so it'll be four games through. I'm sure David, and we'll get T-Mill on eventually. He can uh, he can break down some of the Astros' play. Do you have anything that you want to break down the play with? Because I, I don't, I, analytically, I've got nothing. No. Uh, well, how do you feel about, uh, oh, I just forgot his name, uh, the, the pitcher, and them kind of saying that, what was it, Valdez, the, about the substance? Oh, the substance? He had substance on his hands? No, he he so he didn't. And he's always gotten checked for it. Like every everybody gets checked for it. But so like he went on in, in this interview and he's saying like it's like a like it's like mania like in Spanish. But it's kinda like when you always do something. So he's he's always done it where like he wipes sweat and you know he kinda oh, rubs yeah, it on the yeah. ball. Yeah, that's Valdez, yeah. Yeah, and like so, but he does one where like it seems weird because he kind of does like this to his palm and he rubs yeah, so his it palm. Says he's repeatedly rubbing his left thumb across his right palm, then rubbing the ball between pitches. And then Valdez pitched shutout ball into the seventh inning, uh, the Astros five two victory. Huh. But- Dude, they're dude, always I, find a, they're always trying to find cheater shit on the Astros, dude. dude I find always. it hilarious, dude, because I'm not a, I'm, I'm not an Astros fan, you know. Go Dodgers, but they're like, dude, this man's been pitching like incredibly, and like his story is amazing. I don't know if you know yeah. his story. I I familiarize me, please, dude. Okay, so like the way he was found out, dude. Shout out Astro Scouts. Mm, I did hear the story, but continue. It's amazing. So there is a scout, and you know they tell like the Astros people like. You gotta go watch this guy pitch. You gotta go watch this guy pitch. And he's just like, no. It's like, just go watch this guy pitch. So they go to a field. It's dark already. It's lit up by car headlights, bro. Car headlights. And he pitches a fastball. Not impressed, you know? Fuck it. Everybody could throw fastballs. 
Apparently, everybody could throw fastballs. He throws a curveball. Oh, shit. Tell him to do that again. Throws another curveball. What? Throw another curveball. Throws another curveball. That's it, dude. Get him out of here. We got to sign this motherfucker. It's insane, dude. Yeah. From being like in random park, playing with car headlights, playing to the Astros, dude. Yeah. And how can you not like the guy? Like, fuck you if you think he's using substances, bro. Yeah. No, I, they, the commentators uh, did talk about that during the game, and I remember hearing that story. It's an amazing story. Uh, definitely look that up if you didn't hear it. The, the full version of it is, is amazing, because they did talk about it for a little while. It was, it was impressive. Uh, but yeah, fuck you if you don't like the Astros. Well, I don't like Yeah, I don't like the Astros, but fuck okay. you if you think he's cheating. All right, well, fuck all the people who think they're cheating. Yeah, we're the Astros, bro. We don't cheat. Anyway. Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, all y'all cheated. Everybody cheats in baseball. Yeah, it's baseball, bro. It's baseball. Except for Tuba, dude. Shout out to Tuba. I wrote those articles during the them trying to pull the World Series trophy away. That was like my big stint of writing articles at the radio. And I can tell you right now, I learned a lot about baseball really, really, really fast. And I can tell you that every single one of those teams cheated, dude. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind that every single one of them cheated. Somehow, some way, they cheated. Now, they weren't all idiots like us, banging on a trash can. We're a bunch of idiots. I can't believe that was what we thought to do. But they all cheated. I can't, like, name exactly how, but they did. Well, they're creative with it. And it's funny that uh, the pitcher who was, like, the main one, uh, the one who, who pretty much uh, broke the story, you know where he's at? At home, not pitching for anybody. Oh. Oh. Eat nuts, motherfucker. He's not pitching for anybody, dude. And yeah, he never because he never pitched against the Astros. Ah, uh. he never pitched against the Astros. The the one time he was going to go against them, injury. Never got to uh. pitch against the Astros, bro. That's crazy. What a bitch. Well, now he's on with the team, and that just goes to show you that every team cheats, and they didn't want to snitch on their yeah. team. Yeah, what a bitch. Teaches the kids don't snitch, bro. Snitches lose their jobs. <laughs> 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 two, fans, two fans you know where to find us at slash apples pod at slash apples podcast uh we are here every tuesday and thursday uh we hope to have david back uh next episode but just like y'all two fans were playing it by ear just giving the man some time to uh get through this wedding season only got a couple more weeks and uh that man will be scot-free i i i can feel the uh the relief already from him of when they'll be done planning that wedding. I know both of them are struggling, so uh, shout out to them. But every Tuesday, Thursday, and we will see you next time.